Hey everybody, welcome into Rose 1 through 10. We're back here for episode 40 and we had a busy weekend of racing. We set the NASCAR playoff field. We had the Xfinity and Cup Series racing in Daytona and we had a World of Outlaws triple header over the week. We had a race at River City, a race at I-80 and a race at Black Hills. So definitely in a an eventful few days as um we know uh uh Donnie Schatz got a big win. We know Sheldon Hoddenshield got a win and we know Brad Sweet got a win in those races that we're here to cover. So uh yeah with with that said, Derek, how you doing man? Good. Yeah we had a kind of a long week of racing there last week. You had one Wednesday, Friday and Sunday with the outlaws. Um and I really didn't get to watch much. Just it was, like I said, it's been a busy week. Uh, lots, lots going on right now. I'm hoping to get back into a rhythm here, and watching some more of these outlaw races. If once they get back on a normal schedule for the weekends, um, but yeah, we can start kick it off by Wednesday. Um, River City, man. It, last year it didn't disappoint, and again this year it it put on a fucking show, barn burner. No, uh, we know it's Brad Sweet taking home that win. Yeah, um, I mean, he, and he, took, he, he took... really wasn't even a factor until the last lap there. I mean, Carson Macedo really kind of dominated the early parts of it uh, about halfway. Uh, Sheldon took the lead, and then uh, Sheldon just couldn't run away with it. Uh, Brad Sweet steadily closed the gap, and then uh, the big cat pounced on him as the white flag flew down the backstretch. So that's a big win for Brad, and you know we we knew it was a matter of time before he got back to victory lane. Because I guess you he had been on a bit of a mini slump, I guess you can say for Brad Sweet standards, but he was able to turn around. It's crazy that race is over a week ago now, and we're talking about it. But like like you said, we've both been pretty busy, been pretty hectic times. So, but yep, definitely good racing and um, awesome win for for Brad. But yeah, I mean. Carson Macedo dominated the first half of that race, and then it looked like Sheldon. It was going to be Sheldon's race, and then Brad was able to get him on the last lap. And Brad led one lap, and he led the one that paid the money. So it was Brad Sweet's night. So yeah, uh, and like I said, it's kind of crazy. It's already been over a week. Uh, time certainly flying by. Um, so that was on Wednesday. That was the literally the that race was the night we were together i believe or no wrong no we were together on tuesday so that race was the next night yeah and it was like super late everything's been late because it's been like midwest or farther west than midwest you know so obviously they were in the dakotas in nebraska this weekend and then they're in washington it's the next coming weekend so certainly makes it tough on us east coast folks to stay up and watch those races certainly on the week weeknights and uh, the weekends just has been busy, so yeah, we can go in. Uh, Friday was kind of a kind of a straightforward uh, ass whipping, if you ask me. Donnie Shots kind of went out there and dominated. Uh, he started started the uh, race in fourth, um, and quickly moved his way up to the front row, and then got another restart and uh, was able to get out to the lead and just kind of ran away from there. Uh, won by over three seconds, and that's victory number 302. His first at I-80 Speedway, though. Yeah, it's good. It's It's been a weird year for Donnie where he's been so consistent, but it's really good to see him. And they've, they've, they've started to really click off those wins for that team. That's two straight weeks with a win now. So he was able to get a dominating win Friday and looked like vintage Donnie shots, which I don't think we've, we've really seen much of this year. You know, we haven't seen the same dominant Donnie shots that we're used to, but they really dialed it in and had it going well on uh that was Friday night, correct? Yes. Friday. So that was Friday night. They had it dialed in and going and that was definitely Donnie's show. Like I said, you know, we've both been busy with the West coast stuff. I, I really wasn't able to catch much of any of, uh, any of these races besides highlights, but you know, it was awesome to see Donnie dominate and get a win. And I know James McFadden had a pretty impressive charge through the field that night and ended up coming home fourth place. So uh good night of racing and a good win for Donnie shots as that team's like really kicking it into gear. So. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, it's funny that um, you, we talked about all the, 
the West Coast stuff and and weeknight races. Um, I'm looking at the schedule here, and it looks like the Monday Monday's race at uh, Gray's Harbor will be the last, as of now, final weeknight race uh, of the year. So get back on track um, before here before the fall kind of kicks in, and we really go go championship racing. Yeah, you know we're kind of uh, we're through the month of money and the summer of money and everything, and now it's it's really time to get down to business and see uh, if anybody's going to challenge Brad Sweet or if he's going to run away with his third straight championship. So, you know, we'll we'll see if anybody can can make some noise and and really factor into this. But now it's the time when it's when it's really getting down to it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, we've got just over probably two and a half months left, just over two months left or something like that till uh, till World Finals down there in Charlotte. So, yeah, it'll be here before you know it. And, uh, yeah, it's certainly time to start start getting your stuff right. No doubt, man. Well, you got anything else to add on Friday before we move on to Saturday's show at Black Hills Speedway? It's Sunday show, but, yeah, no, it's not Sunday. much. Not much. Um, not much to talk about there for Saturday or Friday. Well, all confused. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we really have much specifically this week to say about any of these races. We'll definitely be trying to get back on track the next couple of weeks and uh, have a lot more to say about these shows. But Sunday, we, we know we went to Black Hills and that was a dominating win for Sheldon Hoddenshield. He led every lap. Um, Donnie Schatz was fast and started on the pole again but Sheldon got the lead away on the first lap and he never gave it back and Sheldon dominated led all 25 laps of that show and got a another win under his belt yeah um I believe that's his eighth victory of the year um yep that's correct and, which is uh, a career high for him yeah career high so he's definitely having a career year um I've talked about it a little bit on these shows before that he's really starting to come into his own and if he can just get get some luck to fall his way um, coming down the stretch. I think he'll definitely be a championship contender. Um, but yeah, him and Donnie shots really kind of put on a battle there early on um, some cautions early on or whatever. And, and then after that, like you said, Sheldon kind of pulled away, led every lap and, and kind of dominating fashion. Yeah. Dominating win for him. And, you know, it looked like we might even have a chance to see Donnie go back to back coming into that feature, but, you know, as soon as Sheldon Hoddenshield got that lead away on the first lap, he was never giving it back. So, a big win for Sheldon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a triple header week of action for the Outlaws. So, cool to see three races in a week. We had three different winners and stories coming out of that. So, yeah, I mean, I wish we had more to add specifically. But, you know, like I say, it's it's been uh, crazy times for the both of us. So. But we're, we weren't going to do a show and not at least, you know, hit on these races and discuss them a little bit and the winners and the stories that came from them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's it's starting to get down to the championship time. Um, now that we're into the – once September gets here is, like, when you really start paying attention to championship and you really start getting 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 down to business, brass tacks to say, you know. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna, we'll get back on track with these and make them a little better. But, yeah, like you said, we don't certainly don't want to go a show without mentioning something about the, the outlaws and sprint car racing uh, in general. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you have any more about the outlaws. Well, Brad Sweet is the current points leader. I'll, I'll give a quick points rundown. David Gravel second, 120 points back. Carson Macedo is third, 160 points back. Donnie Schatz is fourth, 222 points back. And Sheldon Hodge Shield is fifth, two hundred forty-six points back. Yeah, and and then you look at Logan Schuhart there in sixth. Um, he's three hundred and ten back, and I think that's that's obviously where the cutoff is for anybody that wants to really have a fight at this. Um, even Logan is probably looking outside in. Um, and he only has three wins on the year, so kind of shocking. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely be mentioning the points uh, more and more as they go down the stretch. And you got got another big weekend of racing ahead this weekend with three three races. Um Friday four. Or, is it four, four nights? 
four nights of racing? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There you go. So was it three at Skagit and one at uh, Gray Harbor? Gray Harbor. Hell yeah. So lots of racing coming up. Um, I'm going to try to bring the TV down with to us with Darlington and uh, try to watch some of these. I didn't even think about that, but we're going to have the awesome setup like we had at Charlotte going again. Yeah, we should. But, and then especially with some college football on Saturday night, it should be all good times. Um, definitely one of the big stories of the weekend, I'd say, to follow is uh, with four shows in Washington, still searching for his first outlaw win. How about Casey Kane back in his home state? Uh, first time since 1998 racing with the world of outlaws in his home state. I mean, what a what a moment it could be if, if he could win one win one or even multiple of these races this weekend in the 83 car. So that's going to be something big to follow there because he's going to be in his home state. Skagit's about two hours from his childhood home and Great Har- Grace Harbor is about 80 miles. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of Casey Kane fans and a rowdy crowd rooting for Casey Kane at all four of these races. Yeah, certainly. And you, you got to think he's got plenty of experience at these racetracks, even before he competed in the World of Outlaws, you know, just growing up and running these racetracks uh, week in and week out. So I'm going to be a little disappointed if Casey Kane doesn't pick up a win this weekend. Um, it's certainly that 83 car. They've been fast everywhere they go and running really well. Um, so I, I really hope to see Casey Kane get his first World of Outlaws victory this weekend. That'd be wild. And it's good for uh, the people up in the, the Emerald State, I believe. I think I got that correct. But good for them to, to see some World of Outlaws action again because it's been two years since the Outlaws have been able to come here. Obviously, with COVID last year, they were kind of robbed of their chance. You know, So good for them to have it back in town and obviously for them to have Casey running. That place is going to go bananas if Casey Kane's able to pull off any of these races. Yeah, um, I believe it was a. Uh, it might have been a World Outlaws event when Dave Bl- Dave Blaney won earlier this year at uh, Sharon Speedway. Was that an Outlaws it was, event? Yep. Yeah. So I can imagine the crowd being something like that um, if Casey Kane were able to get this done. Um, I think it would just be huge for him, you know, finally get the World of Outlaws win. That's crazy to think. I mean, I know we talked about it a few months back, um, but that we heard that stat and kind of couldn't believe it that he's never won one of these. So hope to see it happen this weekend. I mean, he's he's bound to to put an end to that before the end of this year in that 83 car. Like, I don't think it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah, no doubt. And just we mentioned how cool would it be in his home state to pick up his first World of Outlaws victory. It'd be incredible. Uh, you definitely couldn't script it better than that. But, yeah, I mean, so – that's what we'll be looking for this weekend in uh in Washington. Yeah, it'll be cool to have the TV down and be able to watch those races together. Yeah, and obviously but, Casey Kane's a fan favorite, but I mean you gotta look at Donnie Schatz, who's been really hot of late, kind of coming in. He's definitely uh been a hot shoe. Sheldon Hoddenshields have been really hot of late. Um, Brad Sweet's always good everywhere we go. Uh, so a lot a lot of good names gonna be mixing it up. I think this weekend it's gonna be tough no tough doubt. to pick. Yeah, we'll we'll get to some picks later, but yeah, we got four sprint car races to pick later on in the show. So, I mean, that's going to uh, that's going to be tough to do. But you know, hell, maybe Casey Kane goes out there and wins all four races. How about that? Yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. But man, we can dream what a run for the ages that would be. But yeah, no doubt, definitely a lot to follow. But and then uh. We'll also touch on, we had some all-star circuit of champions show in Pennsylvania this past week. We had Thursday night, we had Tyler Courtney get a win at Grandview. So back to victory lane for him. Then the twin 20s got rained out on Friday night at Williams Grove. We went to Lincoln on Saturday and saw Corey Eliason pick up a dominating win. And then on Sunday at BAPS, we saw Danny Dietrich win from 10th starting position and get a win in what was a pretty crazy race and an awesome run for him. So, uh, some, some good, uh, some good shows in the state of Pennsylvania that we, that we love so much for the all-star circuit of champions this past weekend. And then this weekend they go to Attica for two shows. So that'll be some more racing for us to watch this weekend. Cause we know Attica always puts on a show. And then the, uh, 
like actually looking forward, the, the All Stars have quite a run in in the in Pennsylvania after that because then the weekend after that they get they have a triple header at Port Royal. Then the weekend after that they go to Williams Grove and Lincoln, and so there's really there's only as I'm counting three five seven there's ten races left to crown a champion in that series. So they're really getting down to it, and uh, that I believe that's. Tyler Courtney has that championship pretty well. I'll get these points pulled up right now, but it's going to be some good racing this week, and it will definitely be fun. Yeah, Tyler Courtney has a 302-point gap over Corey Elias, and so Tyler Courtney just needs to show up, run well, and he's going to be the 2020 All-Star Circuit of Champion, 2021 All-Star Circuit But some good racing there for sure. We'll see if the All-Stars can take it to the posse. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, some news from that, or some notes from that, uh, of those events, at least the one, um, I believe it was Sunday night, um, Sunday night race at BAPS. Um, man, that Zeb Wise crash, I just sent it to you, um, was something so scary, dude. I can't believe he, oh uh, was God. able yeah, to walk, I did see this. Well, I actually, now that. that you, I can't believe I forgot to mention that, but yeah, that was, that was terrifying. And Zeb's had a, a few gnarly wrecks this year, but I mean, it was, I mean, to see him climb out of that and, you know, he's okay. Yeah, that's that's a scary moment, and you're glad Zeb's okay. Like I said, he's a young guy, and he's had quite a few scary moments this year. So, glad to see him okay and walk away. And um, I don't know if there's any word if, if he's going to be back in the car this weekend or not, but, I mean, hopefully he is. And if not, speedy recovery to him and he is soon. But that was terrifying. Yeah, no doubt about it. I said I couldn't believe that. I was, uh, I think, like driving home and saw like some news come across about it, and I had to look at it. I was like, "Holy cow!" Um, very spectacular with the, the fuel getting spilled everywhere like that. Um, big fireball coming off the car. So super scary. Glad he was all right and able to walk away from that. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much more about the uh, really the sprint car side of things. It'd be a NASCAR heavy episode this week. Um, with the playoffs getting locked up and us heading to Darlington. Yeah, we're heading to Darlington. We had a lot of craziness at Daytona to recap. So, like you say, uh, it'll definitely be a NASCAR-heavy episode. But uh, a great great weekend of sprint car racing to recap and wish we had, like, you know, more details and, you know, better recaps. But we weren't able to catch a lot of these races, so – we did what we could with them this weekend, but good weekend of racing and good weekend going forward for for both of these awesome sprint car series. Yeah, no doubt. Can't wait. Um, lots of good racing coming up. For sure, man. All right, well, you ready to move on to Daytona and all that? Yeah, we'll get into the NASCAR stuff. All right. And in Daytona, we definitely saw some crazy racing and what a wild weekend it was, as it always is down there in Daytona. I guess we can start with Friday, or what was supposed to be Friday, turned into Saturday afternoon's Xfinity race, and what a wild show that was, man. And you just, first off, can't say enough about the college racing cars and what they've been able to do on these play tracks. Like, you sent that meme earlier this week comparing them to DEI, and it's it, it really is accurate, because they've taken complete control of these super speedway races in the Xfinity series. And Saturday was no different as we saw Justin Haley actually pick up his first win of the year. And what was a thrilling finish finish where he got his teammate, AJ Allmendinger on the outside for the lead. And what looked like it was going to be a one, two, three for colleague and Justin Allgaier was able to sneak in there and get third place and break that up. But what an, what an impressive drive for those guys. We had Haley. They swept the stages. Haley won stage one, and uh, Jeb won stage two, and they actually finished one, two, three in, all, in both of those stages. So, I mean, you can't say enough about how impressive that's been. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I think that they get they ran some, some laps on Friday night. Is that correct? No, I they don't think run, they did. I thought they ran a few. Um, did they? 
I I could be wrong. I'm not 100% on that, but I thought there was like a couple. You know, they did. I remember now. It's been a long week, like we said, but (laughs) I do remember now. They did. You're right. Yeah, I mean, actually, the the 12.30 slot on Saturday actually worked better for me anyway, so I was able to catch uh, a pretty good chunk of that race. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good race, I thought. Um, Typical Daytona, you know, jockeying for position, but those college cars uh, all hooked up three three abreast, and and then when it came down to the last lap, they they all kind of fanned out on the backstretch, and every man for himself. And that's how that's how these plate races should go. Uh, if your other teams, you should definitely be taking notes. Um, I think you can control the the runs if you if you got all your cars up there, and they're all working together. Yeah, like those guys, like like they're all. Like that's obviously the plan that Chris Rice laid out for that team is that they're all going to work together. They're not going to leave each other hanging. And it's been so successful for that team. They won seven of that last eight uh, restrictor plate races in the Xfinity series, I think is what the stat was. And I mean, they've just been absolutely dominant. And we saw it again that these guys stick together. They don't ditch each other. They stay hooked up and we see how it works out for them. And it's just been so impressive to watch. And, like you say, other teams need to take notes because they're obviously laying the blueprint for how to win these races. Yeah, certainly, I feel like helps your odds. Um, and and as a race fan, it'd be it really it'd be interesting to see these teams strategize together and see how you know what I mean what team can come up with the best plan to or and out draft each other. It'd be it'd be interesting. Um, I saw some other memes can comparing it to like a NASCAR total team control from like two thousand six or something. Uh, they Chris Rice must have been playing that all week leading up to it. So, yeah, uh, it, it was cool to see, uh, and and I think we'll see more of it. They've been doing it for a few races now, and and it's definitely paying off. And I need to add in that I I called Justin Haley winning that race. So always good to get a pick right once in a while when you get them. Yeah, it's no easy. doubt, no doubt. Um, Especially always. a track like Daytona, it's a tough race to pick a winner at. Yeah, I mean, shit, you go back to my picks last week. I picked Corey LaJoy. He was running P2, coming to around turn two on the white flag. My God, yeah, should have had the lead. Too. I had, I laid 30 bucks on him. It would have paid 2,500 to win. I was, oh my God. I was sick. I was sick on Saturday night. I didn't even care that Blaney won. I wasn't even excited. I was just like, wow. Come on, Corey. Yeah, I didn't even have any money in it, and I was pissed. Because, I mean, Corey had the run to win that race, too. And, and one like, of the good guys in the garage. We'll, so, Yeah, we'll get to that race. But, man, like, definitely uh, we could have had a couple good picks. But, yeah, I just needed to add that I got Justin Haley. I guess it's not the most out there pick on a plate track, considering he won, what, three of the four races. No, but it's funny year, that so. he, he won, and he was the, the guy – in third, kind of playing blocker um, when it came, when the white flag flew. And then they went three wide down the backstretch, and sure enough, uh, he came out with the lead. So he was definitely being being a, the, the team player there, riding third in line for the whole, whole second half of the race, and it paid off for him. And he's just one of these guys that he, he knows his way around these tracks because he, he won three races last year on these tracks, and – he had that 2018 race that was stolen from him when he passed Kyle Larson at the line. So, like, he knows it, and he's going cup racing next year full time. So, I mean, you can go to these tracks next year and know that Kyle's probably not going to be a threat to win every week in the cup series next year, I wouldn't imagine. But when they go to these tracks, you're going to have to look out for Justin Haley because he's going to be a threat to win these races and steal a playoff spot and make some noise next year, I'd say for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, we, we look at his one Lone Cup win. That was definitely such a fluke, that, although it came at Daytona. But he's proven himself to, to have a knack for this super speedway racing. And, and yeah, I think it's going to pay off in the Cup Series. Um, you go, you got a lot of these kind of special races now that the schedule is so diverse. Um, it, it's going to really, really pay off for those guys, I think. Funny you brought that up because I completely forgot about that win too. I mean, I think that's probably the uh, one of the most forgettable wins of all time. 
I mean, what a crazy scenario that was when he won that day in Daytona. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you can't call that anything other than a fluke. I mean, anybody wins that, it's a fluke, and it just happened to be the the like least guy you expect it. So, yeah, I mean, like I said it's funny that that win came at Daytona, uh, and it'll be interesting to see where a second Cup Series victory comes if it's at Daytona or another racetrack. Yeah, you can probably put good money that'll be Daytona or Talladega. Yeah. So, I mean, but awesome job by Justin Haley and Colleg Racing. You saw some contenders getting a wreck. And actually, uh, A.J. Allmendinger took over the points lead in the Xfinity Series. That probably caught a lot of people by surprise. But, yeah, Justin or uh, A.J. Allmendinger is the points leader by 17 points over Austin Centric now with three races to go until the cutoff for the playoffs. So, we got a champion, uh, regular season championship battle between – Almondinger and Sendrick now, and yeah, Almondinger. I don't know. He was Sendrick uh, had a pretty big lead at one point. I feel like he's had a couple bad races now and lost that. And AJ's just been so hot, but yeah, AJ has taken the points lead. Yeah, Sendrick certainly didn't do himself any favors when he got wrecked on Saturday. Um, and yeah, it, it, it should be interesting watching that battle uh, all the way down to Bristol. Um, we should be at the, I should be at the next three races. So, hell yeah, man. Well, you got anything else to add about the Xfinity race before we move on to the Cup race the same night? No, we can we can shift gears over to the Cup side. Well, the Cup race, we know as you mentioned, Ryan Blaney got the win, but I feel like it's the second straight race that because after last week's podcast, you know. I mentioned that we didn't even talk about the fact that Ryan Blaney won the race, like our whole show. So, and I feel like it's the second straight race where Ryan Blaney wins, and it's like the fifth biggest story from the race. Like, like who came out of that race talking about the fact that Ryan Blaney won the race? That's two straight weeks of that. So, I mean, good for Ryan Blaney, like, but it's just crazy how that's two straight wins for him that are just not even part of the story of of the race. Yeah, it's funny. We might not have mentioned Ryan Blaney uh past two weeks, but uh, we're certainly going to be mentioning him now. I think he just uh, injected himself into into being a playoff favorite, um, at least a championship four favorite for sure. Yeah, like that. They're still down on raw speed. I think all the Fords are, but Ryan Blaney is second in playoff points. Another thing that uh probably catches people off guard. But yeah, Ryan Blaney's seated. Second on the playoff grid. He's actually tied with Martin Truex Jr. And then Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott are right behind them. So that's probably something that really surprises people that Ryan Blaney seated second on the playoff grid. Granted, it's not that huge of a gap. Like, yeah, he's second on the playoff grid, but he only has a 19-point gap over the cut. Yeah, it's just funny how the narrative changes so quick. I mean, two weeks ago, leaving, where were we at? A road course. We were at... Indy. Yeah, Indianapolis. Ryan Blaney wasn't even really mentioned, you know? He was like a... Like, yeah, he might make make it out of the round of 12, but highly unlikely. You know, like you said, Penske's been down on speed. Um, but the past two weeks, he's uh, racked up the playoff points and, and, like you said, injected himself right there to the second playoff spot. Yeah, and that's going to be a, a story to follow because, like I said, I think I think the Fords in general are are at a huge disadvantage in speed. But you know, they're going to have to get creative. And now Ryan Blaney's gotten a couple wins, so you know. And I think these next three tracks going into the first round, and we'll get more to Daytona in a second, are are tracks that are going to be more in the drivers' hands than you know than out that are complete downforce tracks like we'll see maybe richmond i guess might might be a little uh downforce dependent and get spread out but i mean you know darlington's darlington and uh bristol are tracks where the drivers can definitely get up on the wheel and make a difference so we'll see what happens we saw joey logano get a win at bristol earlier this year granted it was on dirt but i still feel like there's some small similarities that can be drawn so yeah, yeah you know. cer- certainly. I mean, it's it's interesting. I never really thought about it until just now that this first round is all races of the 750 package. So um, I think that definitely plays into the strengths of Joe Gibbs racing. Um, but 
it's it'll be interesting to see, you know. Well, we can talk about Daytona and what we saw on the track on Saturday, but I thought it was another great Daytona race. You know, as usual, Daytona always puts on a show. And like I said last week, moving Daytona to the cut race was an A++ decision by NASCAR and whoever was involved in that. That's, you know, they get bashed for their bad decisions a lot. And I just wish people had the same energy about their good decisions that they do their bad ones. Because I think moving this cut race to Daytona has certainly been one of the best decisions NASCAR has made in a long time. I mean, what a show. Yeah, I certainly try to give that credit where it's due uh, when NASCAR does get something right. Um, but you're right. I mean, this this had everything you could have won from a race. I mean, I was absolutely glued to the TV. Um, I mean, it was just, it was, uh, you had to watch. It was must watch TV if you're a race fan. I mean, I said, you did, it, you name, we had a list last week of like, what, 10, 12 guys that if, you, if they win, they're in the playoffs. And then you had, that that battle between teammates i mean it, you, you had every storyline you could ask for going into that race and and it delivered i mean it was a great race um i was and, genuinely entertained from start to finish i mean there's so many of those guys that were like legit factors for the win too like it wasn't just it, like it delivered exactly how we thought it would where we had chris busher up there but who got disqualified anyway but chris busher who's leading on the last restart Bubba Wallace, Ryan Newman ended up finishing third, which I think that was more just because he got through the wreck. But he's up there. Ryan Priest always does good at these tracks. He's battling, as does Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ross Chastain was putting on a show. Obviously, we mentioned Corey LaJoy. Like, these guys were legit threats and battling for the win. And I Matty mean, D sense. before he got wrecked. Yeah, Matty D. Forgot to mention Matty D. I mean, yeah. like you said, the, the list goes on and on. I mean, and it was – it, like you said, it was hands down a really good race. Um, one of the Chase best. Just, I was, yeah, no, Go I was ahead. saying Matty D had the run to get the lead, and that could have been Matty D's race, and then Chase just drove him into the wall. I mean, uh, just just another questionable decision by Chase where I'm, I'm not exactly sure what – where, I mean, I understand you're trying to block and you're trying to win, but at some point you're you're not clear. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, things happen so quick. I mean, I know they slowed it down, um, this package down with this new package. And by the way, I like this new package. I mean, I, I said I feel like you could kind of control the runs a little bit. Um, like the runs were noticeably slower, um, and I felt like it made for better racing out front. Like you could kind of control it, but it was hard to control. Um, and Chase, it's it was one of those learning deals. I mean, Chase obviously made a bonehead move there. Um, and, and obviously made a double move uh, and blocked Maddie D right into the wall. So, yeah, not a, not a good look for Chase, um, but certainly I don't think it was any ill will there. Um, just sucks for Maddie D because he had a good piece for sure. And, and we were setting up to have a crazy finish with, you know, the green flag pit stops and everything, and then those Rick Ware cars had to get together in the back and kind of ruin that, but – because, I mean, it was as, – as fun as that finish was, I feel like it, it would have been even better if those Rick Ware cars didn't get together and bring out that caution. I would have loved to see how that race would have played out otherwise. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, the drama was building. You had the, the three manufacturers all on different strategies. I guess the Toyota was kind of with Chevrolet. Um, but who knows if they would have differed from that. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was – it was a uh, – going to be fun to watch that i wish i wish we could have seen how that would have played out for sure and then as the wrecks happened i mean there was a point where it looked like austin Dillon was done and then tyler reddick got in the wreck and austin Dillon was in like yeah. that was austin Dillon had a golden ticket in if, if if he could get a solid finish and then he got caught up in that accident on the last lap and got beached on the banking and couldn't go anywhere but austin Dillon had an end and, I mean, all, he drove his ass off, so did Tyler Reddick. And Tyler Reddick ended up getting that last spot with his car beat to hell. He maneuvered his way through that last – kind of got lucky, but sometimes it's better be lucky than good, I guess, because he got really lucky there. His car was barely making minimum speed and had parts falling everywhere and half the field wrecked, and he's able to maneuver his way through the field and get his way into that last playoff spot. But, I mean, that battle between Reddick and Dillon was 
fun to watch. Both of those guys were driving their asses off the whole race. I mean, Austin Dillon knew he had to battle for points, and then Tyler Reddick, again, probably should have been playing it more conservative if you're him. I don't know. Maybe not. But then when you see how Austin Dillon was running, it's hard to say that. But Tyler Reddick's always going to put on a show. You know, you saw Austin Dillon get P2 and Stage 2, and Tyler Reddick got P4. So, you know, not much separation between those guys, and we've seen that a lot throughout this battle that they've had. It's a great battle, and you feel bad for teammates being in that situation, have to battle with each other. But uh, Tyler Reddick ended up getting the better of that battle, but not without a hell of an effort from Austin Dillon in that three team. No doubt. And, I mean, shout-out to the eight team. They they had, like, a busted radiator oil line, something. And, I mean, tons of smoke pouring out from the car. And they came down pit road and disconnected whatever it was. Um, from the from the whole engine system and sent Tyler back out there and I mean for when like I said when you saw them rolling with all that smoke, uh, you would have thought oh their day is done this is Austin shot you know and like I said that was they day. were screwed. Uh, it, it certainly looked like it and then I guess they said they knew what they were doing and they were like okay look we can go back out there and the smoke started going away as he as he was running and as the I guess it was oil I said it burned off. Uh, and it kind of just the smoke went away, and they were able to kind of finish the race out. So, yeah, shout out to the A team. Um, it was an awesome battle watching those two battle for the last spot the past like three weeks or so. Um, so, yeah, it was all fun stuff. Um, NASCAR, it, it delivered. This Daytona cutoff race definitely delivered. We know Kyle Larson won the regular season championship over Denny Hamlin. He took that home. So, good for Kyle. And- He's got a huge – and it's crazy. He has still has seven less points than what Kevin Harvick had last year and still made the Final Four. So, after that last year, uh, you can't ever say anybody's a lock again, I'd say, because Kyle Larson has even less points than Harvick had last year. So, you never know, but you have to feel pretty strong that without some crazy shenanigans, Kyle Larson's going to be racing at Phoenix for the championship. Yeah, I mean, the crazy shenanigans kind of was, was that rain at Texas where it rained for, like, four days, and they finally raced on, like, a Wednesday or Thursday last year, and uh, Kevin Harvick bended into the wall. I guess they, they raced it on Sunday, and that's when he put it in the wall when the rain yeah, came Yeah, they started out. it on Sunday. Right, and then they had to wait around. And, miss. Yeah, and he had to wait around there, and and, and that's, that's the race that really cost him, and then went to Martinsville and kind of got caught up in a little bit more trouble. Well, they were just wow. junk at Martinsville. I mean, that team, the four teams never been good at Martinsville. That's always been an awful track for them. So, yeah, they were junk there, and that was definitely the race that did him in. Yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of chaos played out at the end of that thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Since since that team, um, since that team lost getting into the Final Four and not making it to Phoenix last year, uh, we saw at Phoenix last year they kind of ran dismal and then – this year they've really been flat, so kind of funny how one one little mishap like that, and you think you're a lock, and then you're not, and then your whole next season's gone to waste. So that's what I was going to ask you about. Like we finished on Daytona, but yeah, we know Corey LaJoy had that awesome run; he should have taken it. But but getting into the playoff more, you know, who is so. Who are you hot on and who are you like out on? Like, do you think is there a turnaround in store for Kevin Harvick and that four team, or do you think they're a non factor in this playoff? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, I certainly don't think they're a factor for the final four. Um, I think this first round is going to say a lot about where their program is because the last 750 race we had, uh, at least an oval race that we had, was New Hampshire. And Stuart Haas was pretty good there. Our Eric Amarola got the win. Um, and Stuart ha- or Kevin Harvick wasn't great, but that the team across the board obviously had some speed. So th- this first round with 750 package is really going to say a lot to that team if they can't if they can't muster up a little bit of momentum. And I mean, Kevin Harvick's really held that team together. So he's running about top ten all year. So I think they could skate by in the first round, um, but. Uh, not probably not to the round of eight. And then what about the uh, what? It, so we we mentioned the Fords in general and another couple pair of former champions. The 
the the Penske duo of Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. I mean, what are you what are you seeing in those guys coming in? You know, I think the two team has kind of been way off, and the twenty two team hasn't been great. They've been ahead of where the two team is, but not great themselves. And like I said, I think it's a Ford issue in general. But it's crazy to see this many former champions coming into the playoff struggle, and and then with with that happening, that opens up a door for you know Tyler Reddick and and uh other Christopher Bell and other guys like that to possibly make a run through the playoffs with this many high caliber guys you expect to advance struggling. Yeah, I mean I think the two team uh you kinda it's it's gonna be tough to write them off, but they're also in a lame duck year knowing Brad's leaving, so they're probably not giving them giving him everything. Well also it's a it's different because none of this stuff is gonna be relevant after 10 weeks you know what I mean so maybe it's not really a lame duck year for Brad uh, and he's still getting the best stuff um, so I don't know it'll be interesting um, but I, I think the best car in the Penske stable and the best probably Ford in general is Ryan Blaney right now 100% agree and, that, and that's not just because he's won the past two weeks yes he has won but even before that he was he was a uh, running probably consistently the best in that stable. And who are, so who do you think right now is, is, is under the radar to make some noise in this playoff? You know, I think a a guy that my answer to that question would be Kurt Busch. Like, I don't think a lot of people are talking about Kurt Busch, but I think Kurt Busch can, they've had speed in that one team and that's the whole second half of the year. That one team's been great. And, you know, we saw him sneak up and steal a win at Vegas and get to the round of eight last year. And I think with the way the points are this year and a lot of guys having less playoff points, I, I would not be surprised to see Kurt Busch go on a hell of a run and get it get to Phoenix and the last year at Chip Ganassi Racing. So, I mean, who do you if, – if it's Kurt too, you can say so. But, I mean, who do you have your eye on? Yeah, I mean, my immediate pick when you asked the question was to go to Kurt Busch. Uh and shout out to Buzzy. He's been riding the Kurt Busch train for a few weeks now. Um, he's he's loving that Kurt Busch one pick. It's a good sleeper pick. Um, that, yeah, like you said, they've been running very consistent right there inside the top 10. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely a good one. And I think another one that people really aren't mentioning or a, like a good lock to run run the table and make it to Phoenix is I think Alex Bowman. He's flying under the radar a little bit. I know he's sitting sixth in the in the playoff standings going into Darlington, but I think that everybody's kind of writing him off as the the fourth Hendrick driver. But I think he could he can step up and make some noise. That the forty eight team is just weird to me, man. Like they've they've definitely been the worst of the four Hendrick cars all year, like with the exception of those wins. And I mean, really, since their win at Pocono, they've been terrible. And it just I I don't I don't get it. And I mean, we'll we'll see if anything changes, but it just seems like something's off with that 48 team. And I think they'll have enough speed to advance through a couple rounds. But beyond that, I'm I'm just I'm really not sure. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, because we've seen them turn it on and win a few races this year, and then go cold. And then I mean, they finished I think 12th in points, or 12th or 13th in points. Like, yeah, I mean. So they, it, it, if we go through the rounds, if I'm looking at it round by round, I mean, the first round, I think on raw speed, they got plenty enough to get by in the first round. Maybe even pick up a win at one of those tracks. Um, possibly he won at Richmond earlier in the year. I know he stole the win, but uh, I feel like he could easily win on any of these tracks. And then uh, the second round is the big question mark because he doesn't run well at road courses. And then you got that wild card at Talladega. So for the second round, the biggest race for – for Bowman to capitalize, it's going to be that first one in Las Vegas, um, which I don't think he won there earlier this year. But uh, where where is his third win at? Pocono, 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 Richmond, Dover, Dover. Dover that's right. So, um, like I said, that they got to really step up there, at Vegas, in that second round, and that's going to that's going to really determine their fate. Uh, and, and we're going back to these tracks for a second time. I think he kind of struggled over the summer where we could go to these tracks for one time. And, and the, the schedule got really weird there. Like we were going to different road courses we'd never been to. Um, so I, I said, I think everybody kind of wrote them off. Um, but, but they're, uh, I think they're going to have to be 
be a team that makes some noise. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would be surprised. It's just that team is so hit and miss that I don't think anybody would be surprised if if they fail to advance out of the first round straight up. And I don't think anybody would be surprised if they make it to Phoenix. Like, they're that hit and miss that they could go either way and nobody would be like, oh, wow. Like, Yeah, so. I mean, I think get, getting bounced in the first round, I'd say wow. But other than that, it, it, everything is on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but you. then again, last year you look at Ryan Blaney when he got bounced from the first round, and, and that was kind of like a oh wow. But you kind of think back, they did have a penalty before Darlington, and then during the race at Darlington, they got damaged. So somebody surprising is going to get bounced from this first round. Like I think, I mean, if if I mean if you wanted to say who we think is going to miss, like I think Michael McDowell. I mean, cool that team gets in, but don't see them going anywhere. Eric Almarola. Same sort of deal. I don't think anybody has any real expectations for that 10 team. And then those are kind of the two that I think everybody's going to have out on their bracket. And then after that, it's wide open. And there's going to be a big name or two that gets bounced. You know, Tyler Reddick is a guy a lot of people are probably going to put out. I'll probably put out myself, but nobody would be surprised if Tyler Reddick goes on a run. He's going to be wheeling it at Darlington. These are, you know, he's going to get up on the wheel. I don't think. My, I would say I don't think Tyler Tyler Reddick's racecraft is ready for this playoff and this type of format, and that's why I would probably leave Tyler Reddick out myself. But and then somebody like surprising is going to get bounced. You know, Christopher Bell is probably a guy a lot of people would pick to get bounced, but I don't know. The team's had some good runs, and they have JGR speed, and JGR runs good at these 750 tracks. So then you have a list of Keselowski, Logano. Hamlin, Bowman, Elliott, Kyle Busch, Truex, Blaney, Kevin Harvick. Something like there's going to be a big name that gets bounced out of this first round. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the playoffs, I feel like, are stacked this year. I mean, it's always stacked. It's 16, so it's like it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're the, if you look at the bottom, what, five or six here, you got Kurt Busch at an 11. Christopher Bell, 12, McDowell, 13, Eric Amarola, 14, Reddick, 15, 16 is Harvick. And all the way, 12th to 16th are tied. So, uh, yeah, like I said, so whoever has a bad race, one bad race in, in round one, uh, and you're you're not going going to make it, I don't think, if you're in that bottom bottom half. And, well, and, and you really look at it, Brett Keselowski and Kurt Busch, those two, I mean, those two only are, uh, what, three points ahead of of the other four I named, five I named. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a big name getting bounced, whether it's Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski, or Kevin Harvick. I think those are your picks of, of big names that could be, be bounced in the first round. Well, who are we? Uh, we'll, we'll make our cut picks real So. Are we in agreement on McDowell? Yeah, McDowell is going to be out just on raw speed. They don't have it. Agreement on double A? Yes, I'll go with double A, yep. Agreement on Reddit? <sighs> this is the one that's tough because last year you think back, RCR, you had Austin Dillon finishing P2 in the Southern 500 and then uh, going out at Richmond and running, I think, fourth with a speeding penalty on the night. So yeah, Probably would have won that race. I should have won that race. Road. Yeah, exactly, if he didn't speed on pit road. So, uh, you know RCR is good at these two tracks. Uh, Tyler Reddick, it's like like you said, we're going to three racetracks where the driver's in control, and Tyler Reddick is probably one of the best race car drivers in the field. So I would not be surprised if Tyler Reddick advances my yeah. – like I said, my reasoning for not picking Tyler Reddick is that I don't think his racecraft is ready for like points racing in this playoff in this type of bubble battle. I am so going to. That's my reason I would have him out. I'm gonna put Tyler Reddick out. Yeah, out. Okay, so we're in agreement on those three. I I agree. It was not easy to put him out, but. Those reasons and knowing who Tyler Reddick is is made it easier to say that. And then, so the fourth guy, I was between three guys who who I think 
it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight between – I mean, I think it's going to be tight between a lot of guys, but I think the three guys right there are, I mean, Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell, uh, Brad Kiselowski, Kurt Busch, Joey Lagan. I think a lot of those guys are going to be right there. I said three guys. That's all you just guys named off right like there. five or six. Yeah. You just named off half the field. Yeah. But but with that being said, I, Brad Kiselowski's the guy I'm putting out. I just – I don't think it's there for the two teams. Brad gets bounced. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a lame duck year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. He's headed to Roush next year, as we probably mentioned on here, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of shock everybody here. I'm going to go Harvick and Christopher Bell out. I think Christopher Bell has a bad race, um, gets himself into a hole, and, and just can't recover. Okay, I like it. I mean, I think Christopher Bell is going to be really strong, but he I believe, obviously doesn't have the points, so it's going to be tight. This points. is Christopher Bell's first playoffs, I believe. Yes. He did not make it last year in the 95. Okay. Nope. 10 4. Well, that's who, what I thought. Well, we'll do this. We'll make four more. Uh, who are the four guys you think advanced to Homestead or Homestead, Phoenix? <laughs> you live in, the, <laughs> you live in 2019, bud. Yeah, uh, so, who are the four guys to make it to Phoenix? Well, I'll, I'll start it this way. I think we're both in agreement Kyle Larson's getting there. Are we checking that one off? Yeah. All right, we can check that one off. Mm-hmm. And then, do you want me to give mine first? Or you yeah, just go ahead. Run, run yours first. All right. I'm going to say Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Kyle Busch. All right. So we have three of the same four. I got MTJ in there. And I'll just say it at the start of the playoff. I'll MTJ's, I think MTJ's winning this whole thing. He kind of feels like he's flying under the radar right now. I feel like he's going to turn it on, get a win, and he's going to do what Chase did last year, win Martinsville, win Phoenix, two tracks he won at earlier this year. And I think Martin Truex Jr. is winning this whole championship. I think people are sleeping on him. They haven't had the best run since their win at Darlington, but this playoff plays into the 19 team's favor, and I'm picking Truex to win the whole championship. So we're picking our champion? We can go ahead. I mean, you can if you want, or you can save that. But I'm just being straight up. I'm 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 going Martin Truex Jr. That's kind of my. I think this whole playoff, after ten weeks, we'll be talking about. Damn, we really slept on Martin. Well, I didn't sleep on him, and I'll proudly proclaim that because I think he's going to really sneak up and surprise people. All right. Well, I will take the, I'll take the low hanging fruit here, and I've said it, said it earlier this year. I'm probably not on here, but I know I said it to my supervisor. He asked me who I thought would win the championship, and I said, Mr. Young Money, Kyle Larson. Just feels like it's his year. I mean, he's won literally everything else in motorsports. He's running a World of Outlaws late model event in Gaffney, South Carolina on Saturday for 40 grand. So How far is that from Darlington? Uh, like maybe two hours. I don't think we it's got doable. a little drive at us. I don't think it's doable. <laughs> Damn. You so, were thinking the same thing I was thinking for a second. Uh, as soon as I heard about it, I looked up how far Gaffney was, and I was, like, doing, like, mileage in my head. I think it's, like, 100 miles or so. And so it would probably be, like, a two-hour, if not longer ride. And I just don't think it's in the cards with the Xfinity race not starting until, what, two, 3.30? So Almost 4 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, 3.45 before we get green. So I just don't think it's going to be in the cards. Uh but yeah, I was I was certainly looking it up because I know Andrew would probably would have loved that. But, I gotta uh, see if they're racing at Florence again. Yeah, we can look up see if there's any local racing. But yeah, let's say we get into some Darlington picks. Yeah, we got Darlington playoffs. picks, and we got four outlaw winners to pick this weekend. Yep, we um, can run through. I love our outlaw picks where we know nothing about any of these tracks, and we just throw darts at the wall. And, you know, they'll yeah, stick I mean, once in a while. I mean, yeah, it's like you you pick the top six and and you're good. You know, pick top six in points, one of those guys, and you're good. Well, yeah. like I said, it's, uh, it is NASCAR it kind of is like throwing a dart at the wall sometimes. You know. Well, you want to go NASCAR picks first or Outlaws picks first? Uh, we'll do Outlaws first. 
All right, Friday night Skagit. We have three Skagit picks. Friday night, who's your first pick? I'll take David Gravel. Um, give me a second here. I'm gonna make sure I write these down. Do do do. All right, you're doing gravel. I will take the big cat, Brad Sweet. All right, Saturday night, who you got? Um, uh, Casey Kane. So that was gonna be my Casey night. Damn you! Uh, but for that Saturday night, I'll go his uh the man who drives for him, Brad Sweet, the big cat. And Sunday, I'm using my Casey card. He gets a win in his home state. All right. I will take Shoehart. All right. And then Monday uh, at Grays Harbor, I'll go with a little another first-time winner this season. I'll go with Brock Zierfoss. It's his first Hell win yeah. of the season. That team's been running pretty good. I'll say he breaks through and gets a win. All right. I'll take... Sheldon Hottenshield on Monday. All right. There you got him. The picks are in for the Outlaws. And then we got triple header this weekend. Triple header this weekend. I should yep. know. I bought tickets to it. I should literally know how many races I bought. Yeah, but it's, a, it's like a weird <laughs> triple header because it's like a we get an intermission on Sunday. It's like we go in and watch a race, go back out, refill the coolers, and head back in. Well, so Saturday's Xfinity race. Let me get the entry list pulled up. Actually, just to make sure, just to make sure there's no Cup drivers running. I don't but, think they're allowed to, um, just because it's like getting close to the playoffs. But uh, no, they're still running. Tyler Reddick's running. Okay, um, there you go. So still letting them run. Denny Hamlin running the 54. Ah, oh, there you go. All right, so <laughs> so Denny Hamlin versus the field then. Yeah. So all right, Saturday three thirty. Here you got. Uh, I'll I'll take the low hanging fruit and pick Denny because I mean he's he's so good at Darlington. I mean, uh, yeah. There's a reason this is the only Xfinity race he runs. Yep, no doubt. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna pick the guy that won here earlier in the year, Justin Allgaier, Little Gator. All right, I'd love it. Darlington sweep for Justin Allgaier. And then Sunday, Truck Series, we know how nutty it got here earlier this year, the Truck Series, and we're going to do it all again. There's a guy named Lawless running. Shit's going to get Lawless. <laughs> so, yeah, if that gives you any idea how that race is going to go. But who you got in Sunday's Truck Race? Um, Playoff race I, I need to add, too. Give me Todd Gilliland. Gilly Gilly. Kind of had my eye on Todd, too, so, but – I'll go with a guy who kind of needs a win. He's gotten a raw end of the deal, and hopefully good fortunes are coming to him in the future. He's an awesome dude. I'll go with Grant Empinger. Gets back in victory lane. All right. Uh, and then the big show, Sunday evening, Sunday evening into the night, night to day, or day to night, excuse me. Uh, well, I can say with, by the way, with the truck race starting at one thirty and this cup race not ending until damn near midnight, we are going to be some drunk motherfuckers on Sunday. Oh, dude, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I, I don't know if we will have, have a cold beers and hot takes in us. We, we may I have to record that, guy, that. I hope that guy ripped the fence down again on the way back because we're going to need it. We might, uh, might have to record cold beers and hot takes uh, during the intermission there. Jeez, I mean that. Dur- during the cooler refill. <laughs> That's going to be a rough day. I mean, because we already know how long the Southern 500 is. Yeah, luckily the weather should be pretty nice. I think the high is only like 90 for Sunday, so it's not bad. Could be, could be a lot worse on uh, Labor Day weekend down there. So not too bad, and, and it's going to be cool in the evening, so it be great camping weather. Well, it's going to be hot and sweaty and sticky and drunky, but who you got Sunday night when we're stumbling around? Who are we cheering for and recording burnouts of? Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that should have won here last year. Um, team's going to kick the playoffs off in a big way. Uh, the, the current champ, Mr. Chase Elliott. All right. Well, I'll go with the guy who should have won a long time ago in 2021, but I'll say he gets two of three races this weekend, and Denny Hamlin this goes to victory week. lane. And Moe's guy, Moe, has a very happy weekend. Hell yeah, I like it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Denny. And uh, 
that'll be my pick. And that's we made a lot of picks here in the last between the playoffs and Al Walt and this, but hell yeah. Yeah. Um well, probably wasn't a bad thing to record that first segment earlier, so should work out pretty good for us. Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's gonna be an awesome weekend. We'll be back at it in Darlington and it'll be good day, man. You're gonna be you're gonna be hustling at the track three straight weeks. Yes, sir. So. I'll be bringing bringing a the uh bringing y'all the fucking action on the Twitters, and I'll probably be making some GoPro videos along the way. So stay tuned and follow along. I'll still put myself as a TBD for Bristol. I'm not gonna completely rule it out yet, but I'm put like a thirty percent chance at this point. I don't know. But Hopefully, I get. But your boy D Self here is gonna be sweeping the first round. We we've already punched our ticket to Vegas. We're going to be sweeping the – because you're going to do that, and then I'm going Talladega. So I just wanted to add that to – I'm going to do Dega because that's pretty close to me. So Yeah, we'll have at least one race in every round. So we're going to be killing it. Hell, yeah. But it's going to be awesome in Darlington. I love Darlington. It's going to be a fun weekend. Are you planning on going to Martinsville? Uh, No, nah, I think I'm going to the Auburn game that weekend. Gotcha. All right, well, cool. All right, man, well, we will see you in Darlington possibly tomorrow, maybe Saturday. All right, man. Well, it's going to be good to see you, and I appreciate you doing this. Yes, sir. See you, see you Saturday, maybe. All right. Have a good one. Later.